Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The panel. Yes, it is Rockin' Tuesday on SENZ with Stephen McIver at 10.21.0800.150.811. couple of headbangers joining us too. Uh, that'll be uh, Sam Ackerman uh, from the Bay Plenty, which is full of headbangers like Sam. Hello, Sammy. Yeah, more like a head you want to bang rather, rather than a headbanger, but yep, that's not fair. <laughs> oh, please. It's a, it's a, a, this is not an R18 show. And Guy Havelli just bangs his head around the stair. Oh, he's gone. His guy just, he's had enough of me already. Is he back there? Oh, he's coming. Hey, hello, Guy. Cheers. Are you there, Guy? I am this time, yes. Hello. Oh, hello. Okay. Not. The, are you a headbanger when it comes to music? Am I a headbanger when it comes to music? Absolutely not. No, I'm quite the opposite. You'd probably... Yeah, you're more the Celine Dion. You're more Celine Dion, eh? I was about to say, you'd probably be sick at my choice of music. Was I close with Celine Dion? Oh, I don't mind a bit of Celine. Yeah, that says yeah. it. That says it. That says it all, mate. That just says it all. Uh, all right, lads, <laughs> lads. Let's start with the T Twenty World Cup. Big game tonight: uh, England versus New Zealand tonight at nine pm from the Gabba. And quite simply, uh, the Pongos have to win this one to keep their chances alive. Uh, Sammy, I'll start with you first. Guy, you just chipping on the end of this one. Uh, New Zealand too strong at the moment, considering the momentum they've got. The way that New Zealand are the most consistent team and the most inconsistent global cricket competition I can recall. Who knows what can happen as far as weather or uh, or performance from so many of these teams at this stage of the competition. So yet New Ze- there's nothing to suggest that New Zealand should be overawed by the occasion. If they can beat the Australians in Australia, they can certainly beat an English side, but they are a desperate English side that need to win. Uh, I... I I'm excited to see what happens to see who stands up uh, within this Black Caps team because it's it's the one good thing about uh, you know, the rain reductions and, and, and the like is that it's added real spice to these stages. I expect New Zealand to get up and win, uh, and mainly because I think we're due. We're due to give England a, a bit of a kick up the backside of one of these tournaments, and just we owe them one. And no one no one knows that more than Guy. Guy was was there when when the uh, the nastiness happened uh, at a certain 50 over World Cup, and um, a certain team was robbed by a certain countback. So he'll, he'll tell you all about that, the emotional element. But I, I think this New Zealand side's got the confidence to do it. And knowing that they get to end England by doing it along the way, beautiful. <laughs> get to end England. Don't you love that line, Guy? Get to end England. 
Well, they nearly ended me when I said that, and that comment actually nearly ended me because it brought back all the emotions of that fateful day back in 2019. Uh, boy, now now it's all stuck in my head. Uh, anyway, tonight, look, I, I, I'm excited. I, I've loved this tournament so far purely because of, well, not purely, but a, a large part because of how um, unpredictable elements have, of it have been. I've also loved the way the Black Cats have played so far. But tonight, while I'm excited to watch it, for, for New Zealand, I don't think there's actually a lot riding on this game. Um, their net run rate is so high that even if they lose to England and then they go and beat Ireland, they're, they're more than likely, if not already certain, to be top qualifiers out of the group. Um, and then they hit to the final. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see them beat England. But at the same time, I, I think there are going to be bigger fresh, fish to fry for this team, and that is in the semi-final, and, and then hopefully the final of the World Cup, if they do indeed make it that far. As I say, I love the way that they played. Uh, hopefully they can go out and, and play the similar sort of way against England tonight, and I think if they do, then they will win the game. Hey, I was, we were talking about it at the office today, and we were thinking, I was thinking about Finn Allen. Do you think he is going to, going to deliver when it matters rather than having the gupster there? Um, great question. I think he's in the type of role and the type of position where he's going to be a player where sometimes it comes off, other times perhaps for a longer period of time than, than other players, it's not going to come off. And if they keep persisting with him, New Zealand fans and the team are just going to have to ride that, that wave, that element of luck. He does play with a style of game where he just tries to take it to the opposition where you certainly need some luck. Um, and so you're going to have to be prepared for some ups and downs in that regard. Yeah. It was the same, has been the same with Martin Guptill. Uh, he played that sort of way more often than not with Guptill before maybe recent times it came off to him. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit unsure as to whether Finn Allen is the right guy at the moment. I know he played really well against Australia, um, but I, I just suspect there might be a few times where, where uh, in those big games they need him to fire and it might just not come off. Yes, yeah, so Sammy, would you, would you rather have the Guptill in there? Yes, I would, uh, and that's just because I have the. Uh, a, I know form is form is important, but I've got. I just know that when when the chips are down, yeah. I would rather turn to someone like Upter with uh, with what he can do and has done previously. But, but if you're going to pick Finn Allen, you've got to put him in there and leave him in there. You can't, it can't be. Oh well, that was a bad innings. Or he's on. He's had a couple of bad innings. We take him out. He's not that type of player. If you want someone like that in your team, you back him. You give him that opportunity. You know that sometimes it's not going to come off. Imagine if we dropped before Brent McCullough launched into the Brendan McCollum that we know he became. Imagine if people treated him like that as a player. They gave him not a special project treatment, but they go, look, we know what he can bring. We're going to keep him there and sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. If, if you're going to get Finn Allen, he's, no, he's not saying he's Brendan McCollum, but if you're going to pick him in the team knowing that he, he can bring that explosion, you can't then suddenly deride him when he doesn't. Yeah, I, the, the other that is interesting. You you talk about McCullum because you know he's the white ball. He's not the white ball coach. I'm I'm thinking England would probably love to have him right now, guy, as their coach in in this one because it's, this is sort of set up for him. This style of coach he is right. This is his bread and butter. Uh, I think they put him in that test team because their test team was struggling so much and they needed an injection of something new. He did. He's done pretty well with them so far. But you did right. He would be ideal for them in this type of situation. Dare I say, he'd be ideal for the Black Cats as a coach in this type of situation as well. Just just 
tying in McCullum to, to, to what Sam was saying before, um, you know, in the 2015 World Cup final, McCullum was berated by a lot of fans for going out, playing the exact same way he did all his career, trying to take Mitchell Stark on from the very first game, our uh, very first balls of the match, getting clean bowled, and, and people berated him for essentially losing the game for the Black Caps. Well, dare I say it, Finn Allen's going to play exactly the same way if he gets bowled first or second ball, are we going to sit here and berate him? I'm, I'm not sure it'll happen, but it is it is the sort of path that this team could go down in the sense that that's the way they want him to play. It could go horribly wrong very quickly. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you don't want it to. I still remember that World Cup when when they did that too. Hey, uh, just a little bit of a, a little bit of. Uh uh, news coming out of Brisbane. One of our listeners on SEN over there on the app. Uh, hey guys, just letting you know it's raining in Brisbane. The game of cricket tonight might not happen. So, is the, if that happens, you well, yeah. So let's just say you get a point for no, no game. Does that help or hinder the Poms, Sam? Uh, pretty sure it hurts them. Uh, they yeah. need points in, in a big way. So um, I'm sure they'd rather take a point out of it than uh, get beat by the uh, by the New Zealanders. Like I, I haven't checked the Nations. We always knew that this game, why the Sri Lanka game was important, is because this game was a long-term forecast, uh, capable of uh, a bit of rain. But good to get uh, the news on the ground from the listeners, though, for sure. So if if it goes ahead, who wins? If it goes ahead, Sam, you start. Who wins? And and is it, is it dominant? No, you can't. You couldn't pick anything in this competition no. with any certainty at all uh, right now. But I'm, I'm going to say New Zealand wins. I'm going to say New Zealand. Uh, we find ourselves another uh, example of of a Glenn Phillips oh, gosh. dominance without it being without it being Glenn Phillips. I think someone's going to step up. That's what this team traditionally does. Somebody gets up and leads in these tournament games and Mitchell. finds a way to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Mitchell for me, guy. Daryl Mitchell, the most underrated player in New Zealand cricket. Uh, I think England will win. I think it'll be close. Oh, poo to you too. That's all I'm saying. Poo you to you. Yeah, you are. You just asked me for my opinion. Oh, I know. Don't give him the Finn Allen treatment. He's just, he literally asked him to do something and then you derive him for doing it. Hey, 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 hey. Both take a breath. Remember, I'm on the button here. You could go like that, and am I, and that was that was my emotional response. Half past ten. Back with these two in just a moment. The panel. Ten thirty-two. This is the panel. Big big attitude too this morning from Sam Ackerman and Guy Havelt. Like really big attitude, but that's what the panel's all about. The bogan from the bay, Sam Ackerman. Uh, he loves he loves his All Blacks. Well, he actually loves his rugby league. We'll try and dive into that in just a moment. But RTS, of course, you know uh, the former great one is not so great at the moment. He's been shifted back to the All Black fifteen. Uh, Mark Hinton wrote in stuff today. Just everybody be patient. I don't know how much patience Roger has, Sam. Uh, isn't the one thing that you and I, and I'm sure Guy with the dealings with, with Roger as well knows, is that he is—he's uh, not a hothead. He's not somebody who thinks emotionally and reacts in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a way like, oh well, they don't value me. He, no way did Roger Tuivasa Shek think he was going to the All Blacks and breezing in. That's never his style. He's, he's uh, a guy who puts in the extras at training. He always goes that extra mile to try to find that. And right right now, in his in his journey in, in rugby and his, his time as an All Black. 
I'm sure he's not satisfied of where he is, but I also don't think he's blaming everybody else for the scenario. Minutes for the... For, I, I, my personal opinion, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm sure it's always going to be the expectation that he played Japan, then went for minutes uh, with the All Blacks 15. I'm sure that was always the plan for what it was, because oh. why take him on tour and give him, give him time or not? The guy needs reps. The guy needs time in, uh, in, in the saddle in rugby, and the only way he's going to get, get it is by playing games. Yeah. Remember he lost that NPC uh, when Auckland was couldn't play because of the... Yeah. Uh, COVID protocols. So that, he, he needs time in the saddle. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's, there's a line ruled through him. But I don't, also don't think that Roger Tuivasa-Shek really had the expectation that he was a walk-in start to wear number 12 in the big games in the world in the well, rugby world well, Cup. I, and, and I think look, he knew he had to work his way into it. And look, I had a chat with uh, Staffy this morning, and he made a hell of a lot of sense. He's not a second fives bum. He's a fullback. He's a fullback or a wing. You start him on the wing, put him at a fullback. Right, Guy? I didn't think he played that badly in the weekend. I thought he was actually pretty good. I thought he was fairly sound defensively, and he offloaded exceptionally well. And, and tell me which All Black, tell, exactly, and tell me which All Black in the weekend actually played well. Not many of them did. Um, so I, I, I thought he was a little bit hard done by. Sam's right though. I, I, he was always going to go back to the All Black 15. This was this was obvious. Um, so it's not that big a deal, I don't think. And, and Sam's also right. I thought he was bloody unlucky, and and his kind of plan towards trying to make it to the World Cup was, I think, heavily curtailed by the fact he didn't get to play that NPC. Um, he he vitally needed those minutes to get up to speed in time for Super Rugby and in time for this All Blacks occasion. Um, and, and unfortunately, that was taken away from him for, for obviously reasons out of his control. But, yeah, as I say, I, I thought he was actually OK on Saturday, and I think the, the reaction to his game has, has been a little bit unfounded. Oh, yeah, but sadly, because of who he is, he's always going to come under the microscope. And if you're going to be playing yeah, for the All Blacks, you're going to come under the microscope, right? The question you still have to ask... You still have to ask. Who, who actually played well on Saturday? Yeah, forget, forget that. We're talking about Roger here. Forget, the, the thing is, mate, is he going to be good enough and ready to be part of an all-black team in a World Cup? And would you take him? Uh, right now, no, I wouldn't. But give it another year where hopefully he gets a full season of Super Rugby. And, and I think he could well and truly yeah. be up to it. Uh, he's, got, he's got the smarts. He's certainly got the skills. Um, give him another season. I don't see why not. Right now, no. And and look, come 2023 World Cup time, I don't think he'll be the starting player in that midfield or in the back line, but, but could he be a, a good injection off the bench? I think he absolutely could. Okay, yeah, I like the bench option or end up just going playing in Japan and make some money. I'd rather have him back playing rugby league, but and I know Sam and I would love, would love to see that, but we'll, we'll just leave that there. Melbourne Cup Day, boys. Uh, Sammy, who do you like? Oh, listen, I'm not going to lie. There's been so many other World Cups and things on. I, I've, I've given the uh, the Melbourne Cup precisely outside of following James McDonald's <laughs> unfortunate incident. But besides that, absolutely zero attention. I, I, I'm, I'm not in an office, uh, so I won't be in any oh, office week. I've, I've given. I've given I've, I've got, I'm happy to be not be in office. That's not a crime, mate. That's, 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 I'm, 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 I'm looking at the beach. Where are you? Um, the, Having the, to talk the, to the, you. The concept, the, the concept of the Melbourne Cup, I love. Yep. I just, this year, this year hasn't got me too much on. Wow. Well, that that was enlightening. All right. Well, guy, I know you love a bit of a punt, don't you? I do. Uh, this year is harder to pick than a broken nose, Steve. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Bogan in the Bay, shush while the other guy's talking, please. <laughs> This is uh, this is open. Uh, I know they love Doville Legend, who's yeah. come over from from the UK. Um, I, I just I, I can't get my head around it. I, I, good horse, 
but has never run, I think it's more than 2,300 metres, has only run in very small fields. You've got to remember, well, there's just been a scratching, so it's going to be 22 horses this time around, 3,200 metres, and it's going to be wet. It's never run on any sort of wet ground whatsoever. Those are three instantaneous red flags for me. Uh, $3.50, I think, is massively short, so I'm looking outside of that. I like two horses in the field. One is Montefilia, and there's a, a Kiwi connection in terms of that with Jason Collett on board. Um, a, a very, very good jockey and, and a decent horse who has had some, some pretty good runs in the wet. Uh, if it does indeed rain in Melbourne today, which it is meant to. Uh, and then the other one I like at, at pretty decent odds as well is Stockman. Now, maybe not the class field of the horse, uh, horse of the field rather, but uh, I think it has run some pretty good lead-up races. Forget the Sydney Cup where it didn't really run as well as it would have uh, would have liked to, but to run uh, to win that race. I think it was just a bit of a tune-up. Uh, so at odds, I'd be putting a little bit on that as well. But as I say, you could throw a dart at a dartboard and get probably a better odds of, of picking a winner than, than listening to me. Well, you must know a little bit because we were speaking to Mars Fitzner from SEN Track uh, at the top of the hour. He actually looked at Montefilia as part of a, a, a box. A box, you know, you take Dover Legion and throw box another yep. six box horses a race. So he, yep. he had box yep. traffic to see, yeah, I, I knew what I was going. I was going there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm going I'm going out an outsider because of the train. He said it wasn't actually that bad a call. Uh, emissary, she's paying thirty ones. Why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> yeah, and Mike Maroney, Mike Maroney with a Kiwi connection there, obviously from here. Uh, trains in Australia now, but yeah, I, I mean, as I say, God, you could, you could pick any one of these twenty now twenty two horses and 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 feel like you're a chance of winning the race. Like that's just the type of race the Melbourne Cup is and particularly this year. Always a pleasure, lads. Uh, Sammy, Mercedes still telling you what to do, the wife? What do you think? Of course she does. Yeah, that's a good way. We, we, like, we like a man under the thumb. Give her my love because I miss seeing you guys around. Havel, you still, do, you, you still doing a good job? I'm trying my best, Stephen, one day at a time, mate, one day at a time. All right, bud, uh, take it easy. That is our panel this morning, Sam Ackerman, Guy Havel. Take it easy, boys. Until next time, here on SCNZ. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.